Radio Network. Welcome to Front Row Material! It's not for everyone! With Jerry Lynn! And I am going to blow you. Excuse me? And Mikey Whiprack! Out of the water. Here's your host, Mike Freeland! I have an anniversary coming up right now. Anniversary of what? (laughs) Anniversary of what? Of my marriage, it is coming up. Oh, when's that? It's coming up on July 14th. So you're planning? You had to think about it? No, I didn't. My microphone cut out. You know what? I was thinking about maybe doing a little getaway, maybe a little overnight somewhere. You know what I mean? Just, uh. You know what you have to do? What's that? I. You know what? I've been thinking about that, and she actually even asked me about that. I told you guys that about a few weeks ago. She said, you know, with that, that bluechew.com, have you ever considered it? And I didn't know if she was just, you know, having fun or if she was serious. But I'm going to tell you guys right now, I went ahead and I got it. Did you? So are I, you going to surprise her? I have her not tried you? it yet. I'm going to surprise her on our anniversary night with the bluechew.com. But I'm going to take her to a little B&B and we're going to hit up a winery. We're going to have some good time. And I ordered the bluechew.com and I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to pack that in my suitcase with me. But you know what? It's everything everyone said. It wasn't hard to do. It was easy. I went online to bluechew.com, answered a few simple questions, and you know what? I was really, really excited about this, no pun intended, because I found out that it can work almost twice as fast as the other pills, and you know what? I don't even have to eat anything if I want to take it, but if I do decide to have dinner, I'm fine as well. It's cheaper than the other ones, and you know what? It only took me a few minutes to fill a form out online. No doctor's visit, and it came directly to our apartment. No. When the package came, it doesn't have Bluetooth slapped on the side of the box so she knows what it was, did it? That's right, it doesn't. It's called discreet packaging. They didn't have anything on there. just had my name, and that was coming to me. So, guys, remember, if you want to get your Bluetooth.com, it's real simple. Go on over to Bluetooth.com to get your free, free first purchase. And then you can go ahead and use promo code ECW. All you got to do is pay $5 for shipping. Remember, chew it and do it. I'm all set. I'm ready for the show. 33 minutes late. Well, technically it wasn't me. It was the, it was the thunderstorm. It was you. Out. It was you. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm recording now. I'm recording. Oh. I'm recording. I'm sorry. It, it just, uh, with everything going on, it, it's, I would expect this from a 59 year old Jerry Lynn, Mike, but, but you're, you're 59? a young man. 59? What's 2021 now? <laughs> Welcome to Front Row Material. My name is Mike Freeland. I am joined by the ECW legends, Mr. Jerry Lynn and Hello, Mr. Mikey Whipwreck. Are we still doing that? I'm back. Uh-oh. Here's Johnny. <laughs> oh, it's Ozzy. I was last week, I was celebrating my birthday. And you know what came out of my pocket? I'm afraid to ask. Bluechew.com. Bluechew.com. Ooh. Oh, my. Happy birthday to me. I was just going to happy birthday to my wife. I was going to say happy birthday to Angel. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. I'm a big fan of Bluechew.com. So listen to this. So I had my birthday cake, right? Carvel birthday cake. 
And I realize, hey, I think I can get a little action tonight. So quick into quick into the into the, the bathroom, pop my and then enjoy my birthday cake. What the fuck is that? Who's inhaling? Freeland. No, I'm not doing anything. In fact, well, I'm not even breathing. <laughs> Cut. <laughs> who's fucking seriously? Who's fucking inhaling? So, Mikey, you, you had a good birthday. I had a great birthday. That's good. I'm glad you had a good birthday. So it was. Do you know why I had a good birthday? What kind please, of cake did tell you me. have? Huh? What kind of a cake did Jesus. you have? It was a Carvel ice cream cake. Oh. A what? But a Carvel ice cream cake? I've never heard of that. Carvel. 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 Okay. You never heard of Carvel? No, haven't heard of him. Isn't he that You're real skinny out. guy who's like into politics? What's his name? He wears the glasses. Donald Trump. James Carvel. Okay. No, not that. No. no. Okay. So you had a good well, birthday. You had some cake. James Carvel. <laughs> That's Herbie Hancock. So, Mikey, how was your birthday last week? My birthday. <laughs> My birthday, my birthday was last week. <laughs> and and did you have a good time? Oh. <laughs> I'm having a better time right now. <laughs> so you, you had a good time. You got some presents, and then you got that cake, which was really—it sounds like it was really good. It was what flavor was it? It was blue. <laughs> <laughs> it was a blue raspberry. <laughs> Wow. 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 It was fudging the whale with the ocean. Oh, no. Uh, on top of the ocean, it was the motorboat. Uh, is he a sperm whale? <laughs> uh, I'm back. <laughs> Put your dog off. You'll have a whale of a time. <laughs> uh, we we, we, we missed you last week, Mikey. We missed you last week, but we know you were enjoying your birthday. So it sounds like you had a good time. You had presents. You had some cake. It, it shed some light into anything else that happened on that <laughs> glorious evening. Waiting for our rubber checks from Paul E. <laughs> well, unlike me, they never quit. <laughs> wow. Just when you think it cannot stop. Holy cow. Welcome to another episode of Front Row Material. Whoa, 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 whoa. What? What happened to my birthday? I was. We gotta restart the whole goddamn thing because I didn't even get to do the open. Oh. You never get to do All the All right, open. here we go. I don't. Welcome to Front Row Material. My name is Mike Friel, and I'm here joined with the ECW legends, Mr. Mikey Whipwreck and Jerry Lynn. Mikey was uh, was away last week. He was enjoying his birthday, which is interesting because today, as we record this podcast, it's Jerry Lynn's birthday, but we'll get to Jerry. But Mikey, how did you enjoy your birthday, and how did it go? Oh, I enjoyed my birthday. It was after our Carvel cake. <laughs> 
after the Carvel cake. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> can someone mute Blin? Yeah, I can. Uh... <laughs> Well, I think what you were were about to tell us was that you you got some presents from the kids, you had a nice dinner, you had the cake, as you told us, and then you said festivities did not necessarily stop there. So if you wouldn't mind pontificating on what else happened in your evening. (laughs) Jerry doesn't know what that means. What did he say? He said pontificate. Can you do that in public? All right, Mike, let's start over. (laughs) Guys, before we get into today's episode, we want to let you know that Front Row Material is brought to you by BlueChew.com. Well, I thought that there was going to be something more. If you like sex just as much as every other man on the planet You want something more? Well, you should go ahead. BlueChew.com. You should get it. You should get your BlueChew. Now I'm fucking up. So it's a big birthday episode, right? Yeah. Whoop whoop. It's the uh, man. Happy birthday, Jerry Lynn. How uh, have you enjoyed your day? Did you take the day off from work, or did no, you? I went uh, to work. You stay late. Get work. some overtime. Dad, no. Really live it no, up. No, I tried to get that out of there. <laughs> you went to uh, Bananarama. What do you call it? <laughs> Bananarama. <laughs> Bananarama. You, you were sitting in traffic. Oh, Bonnaroo. Well, close enough. They decorate. My boss decorated my cubicle. And then oh, uh, she brought some Krispy Kreme donuts, and I walked in the office because she texted us all because we're out on the floor, and she said, I brought donuts. So I went in, and I said, well, thank you for the donuts. She goes, they're for the whole team. <laughs> she wouldn't put it over that it was for my birthday. It's <laughs> uh, pretty fucked yeah. up. Yeah. Well, in her defense, Jerry, you do piss her off every morning. Well, I mean. With your happy, jovial good morning. Well, it's my job. To irk her, and she'll even say, "You're irking me." Uh, one time, in one part of the building, she gave me the double bird, and I said, "Oh, did you forget about the cameras?" And she quick started pointing her index fingers up in the air and started pretending like she was dancing. So now, when we want to flip each other off, we just start dancing with our index fingers you're, up. You're in wild the air. and crazy in Tennessee. Yes, <laughs> like Steve Martin and Dan Aykroyd, right? A couple of wild and crazy guys. Oh, jeez. Just about it. I, I gotta no take idea. this. It's my wife FaceTiming. Oh, hi. Hi. Well, we're, I was gonna tell you goodnight, but I guess you're doing your podcast. Yep. You're on live with us, so what do you want to say? Huh? Got anything you want to say? We're going to catch crabs for you. I'll bring you a bunch of crabs back. Oh. No I don't want crabs. <laughs> 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 no thanks. All right. Well, happy birthday. I hope you had a good day. All right. Thank you. And you better not come home with crabs. <laughs> that is disgusting. We're going to bring a kitten home. No, you're not. No, I know you want one. No, we don't. We have a whole petting zoo. We're not getting another kitten. No. You're fucked. No. What's, what's the name going to be? Ertl? No. You're, you're breaking up. You're breaking. No, I don't want. You better not come home with crabs, woman. Great. Oh. So what's the cat's name going to be? We're we're not getting another cat. 
Jerry, I, we're not. You're, get, you're getting. No, we're you're not. Getting a fucking cat. She just oh, yeah. mentioned it. That no warning shots fired, Jerry. So you had a good birthday, Mikey. I had a very good birthday. That's good. I'm glad. Nice. And uh, last weekend we had our soccer tournament. Nice. My little whippersnappers took first place. Yeah, I saw that. that's awesome. Yep. I posted a picture. They all do my little hand side. I like that. The little, the little W. Nice. Did you have them given stunners on breakaways? <laughs> well, as I hadn't picked the chair out. Oh. <laughs> Still a chair inside the goalie's head. <laughs> right before the penalty kick. Yes. <laughs> no, they're good. Bunch of uh, uh, young kids. And then they really... Very therapeutic for me to coach their soccer team. Nice. Yeah. Great bunch of kids. It's always fun to to have other things going on that can kind of take your mind off of things like work and everything else. You know what I mean? Just to kind of let your hair down and uh, and let loose. So. This is why, like, I do the soccer thing and I do, like, the wrestling school and I'm back doing NYWC stuff now because my job is becoming more and more frustrating. And it's really like, like I tell my wife, I said, I do the other stuff to compensate for not having fun at my regular job. So while I don't get, I don't really enjoy my job, I, I do my job so I can do the other things. I think most people do that. I yeah. Think, yeah, I'd agree. It sucks that it has to be that way. But Yeah. Think- yeah, but at least you get to do some really cool stuff, meaning you get to be a mentor to kids, you get to work with the next generation of wrestlers, you get to help and train them and see them succeed. So I think there's there's a lot of, there's a lot of neat aspects of what you get to do outside of work that is is very fulfilling i get to do this once a week you do i said i posted that picture on twitter you know if i if i make you know one person you know forget the shitty day they had what then which picture uh, thanks jerry for paying attention (laughs) to my tweets (laughs) i've seen a lot of pictures i was just wondering which one oh god jerry i said i put up the the frm pod logo oh yeah 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 I said, if I can make one person laugh long enough to forget the problems, then my day was not wasted. Okay. So, That's awesome. I'm glad well, you, you always make me life. laugh. I know. See, it makes me feel better. Knowing that, you know, if I, if I take your mind off things, especially when you're going through buying the house and everything else. And going to my job. And going to your job. See, I need a hobby or something. I don't know what, though. Because you, work gets very frustrating. You want a hobby? Something. Well, you know, he's got coaching soccer and... He's a den mother for the Girl Scouts, and I'm not a what? <laughs> my, my wife does that. What in the hell is a den mother? <laughs> Tell him, Mikey. That's the Cub Scouts as the den mother. No, the, is it like a what? like a midwife? Okay, then what, what is, is the huh? Girl Scouts? Mother? Wouldn't you agree, Mikey? <laughs> I hate the fucking beach. I hate the sun, I hate the sand, I hate the water. Didn't you do a promo where you were buried in the sand up to your neck? Yeah, oh then my how god. how the heck did you do that if you hate it so bad? Jerry. What? I kept thinking about the paycheck I wasn't getting. <laughs> and that helped. <laughs> you think I, oh, the things I'll do for art. Yeah, yeah, not money, art. But no, I was like, hating it. Absolutely miserable. I can't believe you did it. I did a lot of stupid things. Especially in wrestling. No one wrestlers they'd probably walk off and leave you there for a good half hour yeah well it, well it took a while because meanie and jasmine were doing their thing and they took about 38 takes i think wait you were how long were you under there too long yeah and then the, and then and then the devil did his a couple of times 
And was the tide coming in? But see, I wanted to do it where we had actually, like the movie Creep Show. Yeah. That's where, that's where I got it from, the idea. And I said, I, I want to have a TV of me watching matches of like WCW matches and just be like torturing myself. <laughs> but we couldn't figure out a way to get a TV with the electric and everything um, out there on the beach to make it work. Absolutely. Oh, hated it. I, I really thought they were going to leave me there. So that, that'll, be, that'll be the fucking rip. I'm surprised they didn't. Well, I told, I told Vandy, I said, Padre, do not fucking leave me here. Like, I am absolutely fucking miserable, and I do not want to do this. I don't like the water in general. Like, I don't like swimming. I hate going to the pool. Like, I just hate it. Well, hold on. Let's back this whole train up here. Woo-hoo! Is there anything outside your front door that is okay? Like, do I don't you, mind being outside. Do you like sitting on the porch with, like, a yeah. citronella candle? I don't know about a citronella candle. Oh, I'll sit okay. on the porch today with my Goose 312. Urban um, Weed Ale. That's your, is that, is that the, the beer of the week? That's the beer of the week. Nice. So tell us a little bit about that one. Uh, it's nice. It's a wheat ale. It's got uh, a little bit lemony, a little bit. Um, it's pretty good. I, I definitely enjoy this one. Yeah, it's a little light for me. 4.2% alcohol. But Yeah, but what was yeah. that 11.1 stuff you were drinking the other day? Oh, Blithering yeah. India? I yeah. was telling him I oh, had that yes. at the airport. Yeah, Jerry no, calls me from the airport. You. I couldn't anyway, make anything out. drunk? Yeah. Hey, <laughs> are we recording tomorrow? If I'd have had two more, I would have been. Holy cow! But, but Jerry, tell me it's not. Tell me it's not good. Oh, it's good, but boy, it'll mm-hmm. it'll knock your dick in the dirt. <laughs> well, it'll ram your dick in the dirt. It'll pucker your center. Jerry, do you have any drinks with you right now? Because I know snacks have now been banned. So do you have a, a drink with you? Well, last week I had the uh, Potbelly Porter right, from Old Shed Brewing in Tullahoma. That's the next town nice. over, like 20 minutes away. And now okay. I'm having a, it's called Gotta Get Up to Get Down. It's a coffee milk stout from Wiseacre Brewing in Memphis. And if you love coffee, you will love this beer. It's really good. Well, I love coffee, so... It's a good stout. C-O-F-F-E-E coffee is good enough for me. <laughs> I, can, I cannot wait for our duet. I can't either. Did you write the song? No. It's a well-known song. Oh. Are we going to change yeah. some of the words? No. 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 Oh. Okay. But so you're going you- to sing it death metal. Okay. Oh, my. And I'm going to sing it uh, like I would. Okay. Awesome. I believe you. I believe it'll be fun. Okay. I just texted you. Oh, here's one thing I would like to know. We got we got a lot of a lot of ground to cover here this week, but it's something that kind of interests me. And what Jerry, you said you want a hobby. You want to find a hobby. No, right now, I don't even know if I would have time. Actually, you know what? My hobby would be, and it's something I enjoy doing. Is we've got a brand new house, so I get to design the landscaping and do the landscaping. So I will enjoy that. There you nice. go. Yeah. Fucking nice. Bob Vila over here. But it's going to be a lot of work. I mean. That's good, though. Yeah. But I it, it, I got to do a lot of research. I got to figure out. Because I, I would like to have perennials where something's blooming year round. Are you putting in a water feature? I'm thinking about that. Yeah. I'd like to have not something too extravagant or huge or anything, but maybe just one of them big polished balls or something where the water comes out the top and just flows down the side here we go 
You want a big polished ball. <laughs> That's it. That's all it took, Jerry. God. Okay. Here we go. Good conversation. Boulder. Someone says Is the word better? balls Boulder. and it's gone. I was thinking a statue of me would be nice. Well, will it have polished balls? <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. And actually, <laughs> and I'll be pee. I don't know if the, the neighbors would be too fond of that. Yes, they would. Now, would it be before or after a blue chew? Uh, before I don't want it to be pornographic. Okay. Yeah, right. <laughs> I want it. To be, I want it. I want it to be very artistic. Oh, oh. it's wow. got to be very artistic. Okay. Oh, okay. Wow. Well, why? Why you guys are are in a festive mood? Can I ask you guys a question from a uh, a listener? Yeah, fuck them. <laughs> has this, All right. Has so this, has we this may or may not a shirt. Um, I can't confirm. So we have Mojo Riverfish, um, EJ Miller, asked the question, guys, the night the chairs reigned in the ring and the crowd went wild, did the crowd go too far, hypothetically, and who was to blame? No, they, they did what they, now, they, did what they were told. To- who waved them in? Terry? Well, Terry that, Funk. Yeah. He went, chairs, chairs. So yeah. they did what Terry Funk wanted? Now, was anybody in the ring and got hurt by any of the chairs? No. The public enemy was in there. But they would take, okay. uh, once a couple of chairs got in there, they took the chairs and put them over their head. And it was just a free right. for all from there. Cactus was in there, I think. Terry got nailed by a chair on the apron, I believe. And they sold it, which is great. Mm-hmm. Yes, he did. Oh, uh, did you see that? They threw chairs in the ring. They threw a lot of chairs. There were chairs everywhere. Chairs, 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 chairs. Ah. Uh. Oh, God damn it. Did you see all those chairs? Did you see it all? They were there. They were throwing them. There were a lot. And I just morphed into Cactus Jack, but that's okay. <laughs> Is there any other Terry Funk stories you guys haven't told yet or any of them that come to mind now that we have brought him up? But I was, at one point, one point my, my knee was pretty swollen. And as he stepped, he goes, Whippy, what are you doing for that? I go, ah, nothing really, just taking ibuprofen and stuff. He goes, oh, don't get surgery, they'll fuck it up. Don't get surgery, they'll fuck it up. Don't get surgery, they'll fuck it up. It'll never be the fucking same. I said, Terry, it sucks now. It'll suck worse. Don't ever get it. <laughs> I said, ah, I just swells all the time. And he goes, oh, look, come here. Come over here. And he goes into, into his bag and he pulls out all these pills. He picks out a white one. <laughs> there's blue ones. There's green ones. And there's yellow ones. And he goes, okay. Now, and they're all together. He goes, oh, let's see now. You could take one white one. No, wait a minute. You can take one blue one. You could take. You could take one blue one. If you take one blue one, the equivalent is three orange. So you could take three orange. If you take one blue one, you could take you could take six of the white ones. But so he somehow <laughs> had it figured out. Okay, well the most potent one was the orange one. That was the equivalent of six white ones. And if you could take six white ones, you could take the equivalent of, of twelve blue ones. So he had all figured out the mix and match and how to make the dosage right. Oh jeez. Now you take this here and you take it. You know what? You better not listen to me. You'll probably end up not in a good way. <laughs> Because I'm a crazy old man. You'll probably take the wrong dosage, probably because I told you to take the wrong thing. Then you come back blaming me. Did did he go out drinking or partying after shows, or was he just kind of, did he do his own thing? I'd never seen him out. Hey, he kind of does his own thing. But he'd sit in the locker room and drink, you know, after the shows were over and stuff. Now, in the locker room, did you guys ever have to get stitched up backstage, or did you always go to the uh, the hospital if you needed <laughs> well, stitches? Lance took me to the hospital once, and I waited probably three hours for four stitches. So after that, I said, screw it. 
And then it left a nice, big, nasty scar. Now, when Mikey and I collided heads and he popped my eyelid open, he just took some wrist tape, cut little strips, yep. taped it shut, and you can't even see the scar. Cactus taught me I'd ra- Yeah, I'd rather just tape it shut or glue it shut. Yep. Much easier. Cheaper. Yeah. Paging Dr. He did a great job. One time, Terry Funk was cutting a promo in the back. He goes, hi, public enemy. I have a hospital over here. And he picked out his left hand. He goes, and I got a cemetery over here. And he picked up his right hand. And at the ECW arena, and you'd hear, bingo. God damn it. Let me try that again. I have a hospital over here. God damn it. He's trying to cut this promo. Every time he gets somewhere, they, they, they play him bingo. Oh, no. So he goes, so he goes, ah, rah, rah, rah. so he goes and he walks out as they're playing bingo. He goes in the middle of the arena well, and he starts, he sits down and starts acting like he's playing bingo. <laughs> and at one point he said, he goes, bingo, I have bingo. Bingo was his name. Oh, bingo, B-I-N-G-O. Bingo, I have bingo right here. Bingo, bingo. <laughs> and of course, all the ladies are pissed now because they think this old man just won bingo. Right. And he goes, I'm just kidding. I'm not even playing. I'm just kidding. And they're all like, oh, you motherfucker. Like, they want, they want, all these old ladies want to kick his ass. <laughs> so he goes back to, the, to the, the locker room. I have a hospital over here. I have a cemetery over here. And when I, me and Junior come around, the ECW, bingo! That's it. So he goes into the middle of the ECW arena. And he's like, ah, nah. And all of a sudden he goes, he goes, out and he goes ah, listen up. In the middle, just yelling, trying, listen, I want to tell you something right now. Bingo sucks. <laughs> and he runs away. Next thing you know, he comes running back through the locker room going, Mo, Mo, run for your life. He's just, and there's about, about eight old ladies chasing him through the, through the locker room. They, they want to kill him. seriously. They do. Wow. And Lorena Baba goes into the family bedroom. And she takes a kitchen knife, and she cuts off John Wayne's hootas. <laughs> and she realizes, God damn it, I just cut off my husband's hootas. So she gets into the car, she starts driving down Interstate I-10, and she realizes, God damn it, I have my husband's hootas in my hand. So she rolls down the window and throws the hootas out the window. And at the exact same goddamn time, a pickup truck with two Texans comes the opposite direction, and the hootas smashes into the windshield, and the one Texan says to the other, God damn it, Jim Bob, did you see the size of the dick on that bug? <laughs> wow Angel's out here, she's hungry It's 2 o'clock in the morning and she's hungry So speaking of your wife, Mikey And, and this can go for juries well, When did you guys end up smartening your spouses up about wrestling? I think mine was already smart In fact, I, I smartened her up too much Where I, I really made her smart so I said, oh, no, it's all, okay. completely, it's all completely fake. Everything's fine. And she goes, yeah, you're full of shit. <laughs> <laughs> See? I know that fucking hurt. I could tell. Even if you tell them it's all fake, they'll still argue. Yep. That happened with yep. uh, when oh, I was that- driving. I was living in Nashville and driving to Dallas every weekend to do global TVs. And I was driving with Barry Horowitz most of the time. And we stopped one time to get gas, and a, a fan recognized Barry. And, of course, asked him, is that that fake barry goes yep all of it's fake we know everything ahead of time it's all fake and the guy right away says yeah but what about those chairs that that's got to be real so even if you tell them it's fake they'll still want to argue with you yeah 
you, you tell them what they want to hear, but they don't really want to hear that. So the so the F word really doesn't bother the two of you. <laughs> I have no problem with it. I just changed fake to fixed. I just tell them, well, it's not fake, but it's fixed. The outcome is predetermined. But I tell them the physicality is all too real. If it was fake, I could still be doing it. Because now all of a sudden we become performers now. To me, it's always been sort of a performance art. Oh, it's always been. But we were, we were never called performers. Right. I don't, I, don't know, I don't know when that started. No, because wrestling is still on the marquee. Who cares what you call us? You know, some people call right. us wrestlers. Some people will call us actors. Some people will call us athletes. Some people will call us performers. It doesn't matter. The fans will still watch it. Right. Yeah, that does really better. I'm just kind of curious about that. All right. There was, NYWC did one of the Cycle Circus matches. And they're they're like barbed wire. It's, they're, they're, you know, hardcore matches, barbed wire and everything else. It's like, it's like a war games without the cages, right? And right. my wife brought my daughter and she was three oh, or Lord. four, maybe. And I said to her, I said, I don't really want her to go. Mm-hmm. She goes, she goes, we've told her, she knows, she knows all about it. We've told her, she understands that you just play with your friends. I said, ah, okay. So we took her. So we took her, right? And I, I, I got, I got color that night and I'm, I'm worried about Emma. So I'm having this match and I'm worried about her, right? And she's getting upset. And she was there with a huge smile on her face the whole time, right? I'm like, okay, that's interesting. So then I started bleeding. She looked a little bit concerned, but she seemed fine. And then, so after the show's over, I go out and I go talk to her. I put a big bandaid on my head. I said, hey, I'm just want you to know daddy's okay. And she's looking at me all pissed off. <laughs> like, she's, like she's standing there stomping her, stomping her, her foot. And I'm, look, I'm looking at Angel like, okay. And I go, what's the matter? Daddy. I go, what? She goes, you said you're playing with your friends? I go, yeah. I got my friend. We got, you know, we got to play. So you're playing with your friends? I go, yeah. Yeah, that's right. She goes, you made a mess. After playing, go clean it up. <laughs> <laughs> I look at, I look at, her, I go, Emma, so, man, people, and Angel looks at me and goes, You tell her that when she plays with her friends and she makes a mess in her room, she has to clean it up. I go, I look at, I go, she goes, Daddy, you go clean up. So here I am, 20 years in the business. My three year old told me to go clean up the ring. So I'm out there picking up tables <laughs> and cleaning it up. So she wasn't worried about the bleeding. She was worried about the mess. Huh? Yes. And the fact that I didn't clean it up. That's awesome. It's funny. At the time, I was like, you got to be fucking kidding me. This is ridiculous. I'm like, here I am doing ring crew. Nobody else is doing it but me. But it was pretty funny. Got a lot of people who, who have gotten some, given us, I should say, some great reviews on oh, iTunes. Oh, really? I'd like to thank Jason. Jason from Pennsylvania uh, went ahead on June 10th. Said, drop pause oh. day. The show was awesome. For old school hilarity, Jerry, Mike, and Mike share awesome stories. They pull back the curtain on life on the road. And then uh, Bug Killer 495 said, an absolute joy to listen to. Makes my day so much better. Guys, thank you so much for going ahead and sending us your comments via iTunes. We appreciate that. Thank you for giving us such a nice, nice review. That's pretty cool. I still think we got some of the with the best listeners. They interact with us on social media. They're super cool. Good stuff. Good stuff as always. Nice. Yes. So Jerry, how are you going to spend the rest of your night? I mean, your your family uh, your family's on yeah. vacay, right? 
the rest of my night, I'm going to bed. They're on vacation. Yeah. Because you got to get up for work, right? So did you did you do anything tonight? Did you get, pick up yourself a little? No, nope, I had leftover spaghetti. Or did you? Did you sing it yourself? No, I just played Chucky e. Chucky e. Cheese for my birthday. That was about it. So how are things? We haven't asked you this in a while, Mikey. How are things going at the rest of school? Got uh, God, twelve, fifteen guys now. Uh, nice in the school, doing well. There's there's a couple that are doing really well. That I think are just about ready to start having well, matches. So, what what would you say for somebody coming in? You know, let's say they hadn't done anything right. athletic before right. football, yeah. anything, nothing, and they want to go ahead and start training. What is the what's the hardest thing for them to first do from a physical standpoint? Um, is it just being conditioned? Would you say? No, there's there's well, see, it's hard because some kids that come in they're, they're skinny as fuck, and they're just right. You know, they're not going to blow up because they're just they weigh thirty pounds. You know, then you have some guys that come in and they're all freaking jacked up and heavy, but I've never done any cardio. And then you have people that have done nothing ever. It's always the cardio that gets them, you know, cause it's, it's a different type of cardio. Like you can go on the treadmill for 30 minutes. Wrestling is a, it's a different type of cardio. Completely different. Yeah. You call it ring shape, wrestling shape. But you know, I, I try not to stress too much. Um, the body part. I said, I don't give a fuck what you look like. I said, the better you look, the easier it's going to be for you to get noticed. I said, but you know, the way the business is going now, you don't have to look like a cookie cutter with the abs and everything else. You can get away without it. I said, but there's one thing you have to do is you have to have a good foundation that you're wrestling on. And by your foundation, I mean your feet. I said, and you have to be in cardio shape. I said, you, you go for some of these tryouts. At the, you have some guys that are just staring at your feet. That's all they're doing. Look at your feet, looking at your footwork. And you have to be able to do it. You know, you, you can't go out there and, and blow up and get tired because then your feet, your, everything's going to get sloppy. It's going to look like shit. I said, so you have to be in cardio shape. So I, I try not to stress the body thing too much. You know, as long as they can go out there, you know, we can train for an hour and a half, two hours and they can get through it. Then I don't, I don't worry too much about the cardio. Now, if they can't do it, then we have to do remedial PT and then they have to get cardio. And I don't like doing cardio. Now, some of your guys who are close to having matches as well, is it towards the end of their training that you start working on psychology and how to cut a promo and personality, all that kind of stuff? Is that towards the end? Is that kind of the polish touch or is that something that starts in the beginning just as much as the uh, physicality? The psychology part, I kind of, as I'm teaching them, I kind of get into it a little bit. As far as, well, why are you doing that? Why would you do that here? Why would, why can we do this here? How about we do this? You know, and the same thing too with, with training at the school, you're only going to learn so much because you're not in front of a crowd. So the only way to actually learn the psychology part is honestly years in the business and in front of, in front of a real crowd, you can get the basic idea of a baby face shine, heat, you know, a couple hope spots, you know, a comeback and things like that. But you, you can't actually know when to do it. And figure it out until you're actually out there in front of people. And it took me, fuck, like six years, five, six years to really, to really get it. Like I was in a, I was in a match with, uh, fuck, it was actually later. It was actually an ECW. It was a tag match with Guido and Mamaluka against Tajiri, with, with Tajiri. And I remember selling and just looking up 
and doing something and just getting like a reaction. And it just clicked in my head. The light bulb went like, off. Yeah, I went, oh, fuck. <laughs> Look at that. And that's when I started to get, I started to get more animated and more character-wise. And I was, I was with the character, you know, the, the beat-up guy. But when I, when I went crazy mm-hmm. and I could be more animated, and me, when I went crazy, it was just a mix of Chris Farley, uh, Randy Savage, uh, and Ozzy Osbourne. That's really all it was. You know, I just put them all together, and when I could start to feel comfortable and go, ah, uh-huh. Huh. Huh. <laughs> but, uh-huh. yeah, it, it really was. It just, one of those, it just clicked. Like, I had I had little moments where I go, hmm, okay. You know, especially when I was doing, uh, working with Shane Douglas a lot. He taught me a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, about, okay. I kind of, okay. I can see where we're going. But there was just one part, it was in the Hammerstein Ballroom, where I just remember going, ah, and I, it really sunk in. Like, I felt like I was on a different level at that point. And then my body went to shit. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, no, it, it's, it's just something you, you can't just teach. No. You can teach the basics of psychology, about when you want to do something, how you want to do it, what, what you know. But every what, crowd what pattern you different. want to go in. Yeah, but you got to go out in front of a crowd and do it. And you got to get out in front of different crowds. Yes. You, you can work in New York City and work one style. And what works in New York City, it's probably not going to work in Alabama. You know, nowadays, it's, it's probably a little bit closer. But, you know, but back then, even still, it's going to be different. There's different styles in different parts of the country. You know, so you, you do crazy high spot, high spot, high spot, high spot in New York City. You go down to Alabama, they're probably going to want a little bit more slower. They're probably going to want more of a story. Now, obviously, somebody comes along and, and they're doing well in their training. How nervous are the guys, at least that you have worked with, and Jerry, you as well, that is anybody ever kind of freaked out that their first night, just kind of like, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit? Or has most guys at that point through the training and prepared themselves well enough where they, they feel confident going out there? Or is there still, oh, there's a, still ton a ton of butterflies? I still get butterflies. Still. Anytime I do really? something. And I said, I said, and I said, I said, uh, wow. I would say to guys, I said, are you nervous? They go, no. I said, then you should fucking quit. And he's look at me. I said, seriously. I said, I, I get nervous. It, still like we're doing the hall of fame for NYWC and I, I, I'm inducting Jerry. So I have to prepare, prepare my speech. Oh Lord. I'm nervous now. Na- I'm nervous already. What I would say. Right now I'm nervous. I'm nervous. Thanks. I'm say I'm nervous already for it. So I said, if you're if you're not nervous, you're, you're in now, the wrong you, business. You need to quit. I always thought if I went to the ring and I wasn't nervous and I was too calm, that's when something bad was going to happen to me. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I have some kids that go out there and they're like freaking out in the back. They're like completely like freaking out. I tell them, you got this. You know what to do. You know what you got, and you'll be fine. I said as soon as the bell rings and you get into it, you're going to be completely fine. I said until you lock up is when you're going to be nervous. And once you get out there, you start going. I said you'll be fine. They go, yeah, but, but I said, no, buts. it's true. And they go out there and most of them, they, they have their first match. And once they get going, you kind of get into cruise control, which is why I always stress to them. 
repetition over and like we'll do tie-ups over and over ad, ad nauseum until it's just ingrained in their brain hammer locks over and over and over and side headlocks over and over and over and and you know hammer lock into a side headlock over and over and, and just so it just becomes instinct so you don't have to think about that think think about the stuff you should be thinking about what am i going to do next you know try not to plan your match a to z and everything in between try to leave yourself a little wiggle room because if you're calling A through Z and that's what you have planned and the people ain't buying it and you can't change gears, you're fucked. <laughs> you know? So I teach them in the, in the beginning, don't call very much. Just go out there and wrestle. Yep. You know, if you want to call an opening high spot, good. If you want to call a heat spot, great. You know, get the heat. And if you want to call your comeback and you finish, I said, but, but leave room for, for just out there having fun and ad lib a little bit. Yeah, it felt like going through camp. I probably did more headlocks and hammerlocks than I did the rest of my career. Like my feet. I, I am so used to standing with my, my left foot forward, my right leg back, like a tie-up. Like, I'll just find myself standing there. And then, you know, when you, when you switch your feet, when you're in like a side headlock or a front headlock or something, you have your right leg forward, your left leg back. Like, I can get my feet in those positions without even thinking about it. Like anywhere, any part of the ring, where the guys have to sit and have to prepare and they have to kind of walk into it and stagger and kind of adjust. Where for me, it's just, no matter where I am at any point, I just take it. And it's just from doing repetition over and over and over. Guys, if you're digging what we're doing, by all means, head on over to iTunes. Make sure you give us a review. Leave us some comments. We really do appreciate that. Whenever a show drops on Twitter and social media like Facebook, please share that with people and let them know about our retweet. program. Retweet. Yeah, please retweet. retweet. Retweet that. Please, RT. So, if you... Would like to get some merchandise from <laughs> you, Jerry Lynn and Mikey Whipwreck. You can go to ProWrestlingTees.com and you can go ahead in the search box, type in both of their names, and you can find merchandise they have there. They have pl- a plethora of merchandise. And if you would like to go to the show's website to go ahead and buy merchandise, that is at shop.spreadshirt forward slash F. RM pod. You can also find that on our Twitter profile swell. Coffee mugs, shirts, hats, tees, um, stuff for toddlers, gym bags. Mikey, if people still want to get your uh, your stylist autograph, they can go ahead and DM you for that. Is that correct? Yeah. They can do that. If they would like they certainly can. If they would like to get autograph eight by tens, they can <laughs> Who farted? <laughs> I'm so sorry. I shifted my weight. You just shit your pants. <laughs> Sorry. Oh. <laughs> oh my god! I didn't think that was gonna happen. <laughs> shit. We'll see you next week. <laughs> I gotta wipe. <laughs> for Jerry Lynn and for fucking shit stain Freeland. This is Mikey Whipwreck. We'll see you next week. That finish stunk to high heaven. He just shit his pants. The world of NLW radio never stops.